some issues and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker and didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. So you only slept one hour. Yeah, because so yesterday I moved into my friend's place and I think it was just like my brain is just like overwhelmed because the the night before was my last night in my apartment and I couldn't sleep till like three because I think my brain was like, this is the last time you're ever going to see this apartment. So you better soak it all in. So that happened. And then yesterday it was like a new environment and I just, so I also, I like didn't bring my regular medication. So I only had backup sleeping pills and I think it like, made my body asleep, but my mind was awake the whole time. So yeah, because I would get up and then I would like, my body would like literally, I, I would like fall over. <laughs> so my body was like spaghetti, but my brain was just like up. And I think at like 5 a.m. I finally kind of fell asleep, but then I had this nightmare about my body being like, I don't know, like this nightmare about my body like being destroyed or whatever. And then I woke up at like seven or like got out of bed at like 830, which is like super early for me. Well, you know, once a, I think one once a week of I think we could survive one day a week of no sleep. Yeah. And technically I had because actually when I woke up at 830, I felt great. I was like, wow, I feel like I slept eight hours, you know, and I had coffee and I was in such a good mood. But then right when I got to work and after an hour of working, I was like, oh, my God, this is hard. <laughs> but yeah. Um, how did it feel in your last night, your old, your old shindigs? It, I was, you know, I realized so for a long time, I didn't consider my apartment my home like I would just say oh, I'm going home because it just felt like it was just the right thing to say but I felt I always felt like I was lying to myself because I was like this isn't home this is just this is just a shack you know this is just <laughs> like like this doesn't count but then realizing it was my last night and then after moving out the following morning I felt really insecure because I was like oh my sense of home is gone and that's when I realized it was my home because home is really a place where I mean it might not be what you picture it ideally but for me it's like it's where I can feel secure it's where I know I'll have a place to sleep at night kind of thing you know and to have that being gone it was like it was pretty scary I was scared because <laughs> I was like whoa like I don't have that security anymore and it is kind of jarring when you leave a new pl a place you've lived in for a while and you're like, oh, I'm never going to see this place ever again. There's no, yeah. ch there's no chance I could ever be allowed to come back inside. Exactly. Like I was just like, and I was there for four years and I think, cause I think most people, they move around like maybe two years in the apartment and then let, then like they leave. So there's no sense of attachment really, or not like, you know, but I feel like I was there the whole time. And that like the, my last night I started to realize, you know, even though I hated it, <laughs> my apartment was there for me, you know, like it was there and yeah. And I, I don't know. Did I take it for granted? Maybe, hmm. maybe, but now 
I, I kind of miss it. But I would never move back again. <laughs> I would never. Like, after doing that, I was like, okay, this is the last time I live in the world's tiny. I mean, it's not the world's tiniest apartment, but it's pretty small. So it, this is the last time I'm going to do that. I mean, I have to give you credit. You stayed there the whole time in Hong Kong. Like, you never left that apartment. I moved three times, and you you stayed there. Yeah. Well, for me, it's just I'm a really lazy person. So, oh, shit. Hold on. Okay. I'm a really lazy person, so I'd rather stay in one place than move around, which I realized that was a mistake because since I didn't move around, I had I had accumulated stuff for four years. So it was really hard to get rid of stuff. It was just I just had so much stuff. And I feel like if you move around often because you're constantly throwing things out or whatever, you like you don't have that much baggage. Yeah. But for me, it was that was when I was like, wow, I shouldn't I probably shouldn't live in a place for four years next time. <laughs> I'd be open to like. Yeah, just be un- unattached, kind of. Trying some different places, seeing see yeah. what's out there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <sighs> so, how are you? Okay, so I think it's time to bring back an old segment of the podcast called um, "Am I an Asshole?" Okay. Um, this I is- like this. I like this segment because basically you're asking me. If you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it doesn't have a lot to do with me. It, it involves a story that I read online and my immediate reaction upon reading it. Okay. So I'm going to read this story. Okay. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, a girl had posted this on Reddit and it's a catfish story. Okay. So, and I read this last week and, you know, it brought out some interesting feelings, some things. So should, should I start the story? Yes. Okay. So the, the, the posting on Reddit was on this R, the, the self subreddit. And it's called, the title's called Got Catfished, Humiliated, and Depressed. Please help. Mm. Posted by City Alien. Sorry about the formatting. I'm posting from mobile. It started out great. It was great right up until the very end. We met in May in a chat group about Captain America's Civil War. He was shy at first, a little odd, but being the extrovert I am and proud of my weirdness, I was open, took interest. He claimed to be Russian, 26 in Utah. I am a 21-year-old female. Eventually he, quote, opened up, unquote, to me about his poor childhood, how he had been on the run from human trafficking, how he had had to hurt people in the process to get away at his odd family back home, get away from his odd family back home. By the way, I am, it doesn't matter really, when I care about someone, I do so without judgment. I started learning Russian. She started learning Russian for this guy. I tried to help him through a few panic attacks and slips because I've had a rough history myself and no PTSD and panic and anxiety attacks. He did the same for me whenever I was in a bad place. He told me more gradually, but he never wanted to speak, to send pictures for me to ever see or hear him. Skype calls would just be me talking and his side muted. Wow, that's so creepy. Typing responses. You could already tell this is not going to end well. There were so many signs that struck out that I chose to ignore. My other friend from the same chat group was wary of him. 
even, but I told, I, but I love without abandon and like it or not, I was falling for whoever was behind the screen. After all, the shit I've been through in my life, he was the one thing I was learning to trust. There was always a reliable constant. He never asked for anything, but it was always there. We'd watch movies together and there was, and there was never not something to talk about. There were more stupid overlooked signs too. He had a friend who said he's known since coming to America, which happened when he was 15 apparently. Being 26 now, I assumed he knew this friend 11 years. One thing he got the date wrong, claiming he's known the friend for seven, oh, this is getting really numbery. Anyways, so I guess his lies are not matching up. Stupidly, I let it slide. Sometimes when he'd slip, his friend would text instead, only from his phone, not the friend's own phone. I never liked it, wondering and asking once why the friend never just texted me from his own phone, since he apparently had my number. The question was overlooked. We were falling in love. He said he'd never leave me, that he didn't want to, and I didn't either. I wouldn't leave, and I'd always be there for him. What confuses me so much now is that he had a solid routine that was relatively believable, or at least that he kept it to. Wake up at a specific time, go to work at a warehouse slash factory for mostly furniture production, then come home, cook, and chat. When he had to go back to Russia for a family gathering, I cross-checked the IP and it checked out. His family was weird and controlling. We started playing Minecraft together, explored worlds together, built houses together. We gave each other gifts. Imagine what it would be like to actually be with one another and describe how we'd want to cuddle, hold each other, just generally be there. It was never sexual. We simply felt connected, really trusting someone for the first time in what felt like forever. What do you think so far? Uh, I'm like, oh, this is very relatable. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, so, so far, it continues. Mm -hmm. Recently, I had dental surgery and the anesthesia fucked with my head and I broke down asking him for proof, anything, a picture or voice or something that proved he existed. Just proved it. I needed closure. I had to put so much trust and faith into this, ignoring all the warning signs. I had reverse looked, searched his number, and it turned up in Arkansas, despite him saying he lived in Utah. I was scared and confused. Despite that, I considered that he had it VPN or proxied elsewhere, so, so, or something to hide from the people he was running from. He responded with a very low, barely audible recording of his voice. I still can't make out what he said, but, I can see, but I, at least I could hear the voice. It gave me more hope. More reason to keep on ignoring the obvious signs. I love with abandon and how my life has been lately. He was all I had. My home life is challenging with my own psychological issues and a family who was set on being dragged down by a heroin addict younger brother. Last night, everything came to a head. Here we go. It had been a good day. He had come home at work and it was normal until he texted me that his family is tracking his text messages now and he had been since the night before, they were also possibly getting in onto his accounts. Having heard previous similar stories about his family behaving this way, I chose to believe. He told me to meet him in a private chat. I did, confused, worried, and hurt. He said he wasn't going to leave, but his family was tracking him, and he had told him to drop me point blank. 
He said he would never, that would never happen, and that he loved me and refused to let them block me from his life, that he was happy with me. About 30 minutes of silence later, a message finally came. I need to tell you something. It has been killing me inside, and I never wanted to hurt you. I can't go on with this, so with my parents' help, I'm just going to say it. I am not the person you thought I was. What do you think the confession is going to be? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a, a girl? I am much longer, younger than I portrayed. I'm a girl. And my parents feel it's unhealthy for us to both continue this relationship. Please don't hate me. I never meant to hurt you in any way. But from the start, I began developing feelings for you that built up before I knew what I was doing and or how I was feeling. And by the time I did it, it was already out of my hands to stop or halt it myself. I am so sorry if this hurts, but I've left it up to my parents to edit this and send it. And since I can't really handle doing it myself, please don't blame yourself. It's not in any way your fault. It's me, my own mind, and my feelings being both overdeveloped in maturity, but underdeveloped in the ability to handle the consequences. All that is boiling to now. Goodbye. Wow. I freaked out, of course. You? Oh. Oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> the tune had changed so much. It didn't even sound like the same person I had been talking with for the past few months. I asked if that was it, if that was all, and the response was, this is her mother, not her. She isn't even in high school yet, and you need to stop. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I still don't. I responded something like, I'm sorry, I'm just lost and confused, and I don't understand. I never meant to hurt. I'm so confused because some of the things we talked about, some of the things they said, and the literacy, it never could have been from a middle-aged, middle school-aged girl. Remembering my years of middle school, nothing makes sense to have come from a person of that age. Nonetheless, I am horrified at myself. I just never knew, and I didn't even want to look. Nothing adds up, it did, and it hurts like a bitch. I screamed my head off, and my voice is out most of the night, sobbing into shriveled, pathetic mess in my car. I don't, I don't know what to believe, and I haven't left bed. I'm hungry, and I can't bring myself to move. I can't tell if he was ever real, or he was just something my heart desperately needed to believe was real, or if he was real, to at least some degree, then this new story is a lie, so he could leave me. Either way, it hurts, like my heart is sneaking into a pit of black hole into my chest. I still don't know what to do but lay in the bed sobbing, all because I chose to ignore my gut and love recklessly, like I always do. My greatest fear is abandonment, being alone. I'm the idiot who saw it on the news and thought to would never happen to me. I was too smart. I never knew, I never considered how much I could love in order to outshine that smart, and now I'm alone for it. Abandoned. I'm lost and I wanted to ask for help, and I'm too embarrassed to even speak about it. I did it this to myself. And everything hurts. Everything I look at or think about goes back to him. And I keep hoping he'll text me, saying it was, he, it was crazy, his crazy family. So this time I can at least look for proof to talk to him one last time. 
so I can have closure. I don't know what to even do anymore. <sighs> and that is the end of the story of how the 26-year-old Russian man turned out to be a middle school girl. Wow. I read that story and I chuckled to myself and clicked it off. And then I went back to save it for the podcast. So, am I an asshole for thinking this is, like, really hilarious and kind of pathetic? Well, it definitely is pathetic. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I used to be like that. Really? Yeah, I used to be just like that person. Oh, then I might have laughed at you. Probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I've been because I mean I've never been like catfished. Yeah. But I've met people online, and all the stuff she was saying, I was like, I felt the same way about these people, and um, yeah. So hearing the story, I was like, whoa, this is like. I mean, it's kind of um. It's out there, but I feel like I've done some crazy shit too. So. Uh, like I've did I ever tell you about how I met this person online and I th swear I fell in love with him and then he was so he was in New Mexico and he was like we we're chatting till like 6 a.m. every yeah. night yeah did I tell you? you but you met this person in real life yeah so that's a completely different story I, you, but, you, you told me the story yeah. but I feel like it's different like he was he was a real person but all the stuff about like, cause I was in a really bad place Yeah. and everything she said about her biggest fears, abandonment, all that stuff. I was like, that's exactly at 21 years old. That was exactly how I was. And I was looking for the same things that she was looking for. So, and honestly, I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, like if you, like if you had a bad past or you've, you know, like, stuff happens so I actually and I feel like all the people I've interacted with they've been real like real people but I feel like the feelings I had for these people it was yeah it's very toxic because I feel like what she was describing was it's not good these are like really bad like like she needs help you know um, and, probably both of them, need, both girls need help. Um, yeah, like this is just a bad situation, but I feel like, um, I don't know. It, it was, for me, it was a little bit too real. You know, see, my two cents were, I felt bad for the story. Well, I think, I think she was stupid first because if you don't hear, for me, like, I mean, this is like, I feel like, first of all, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how modern chat rooms are nowadays because I haven't done, I haven't been in a chat room since like the AOL days in the 90s, you know, when I, when like we were in junior high. Yeah. Or like, I guess early 2000s. So I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know there were still chat rooms. I, who knows? But, but I guess there are. And I, I, I think she was kind of sympathetic up until after the mother told her off and then she was still like in denial that it's, a, that it's a guy. It's still a guy. But it's like, she invested so much into this person. And I feel like you, like, you just can't, you know what I mean? Like you invested so much. And this is like, obviously this is like 
the opposite of what you expect. Like, I mean, she's just totally in denial right now. Yeah. And, but I can see where she's coming from. Like, you know, it's basically, it's like, it's, it's, it's the outline. This is the formula of an abusive relationship. That's why people stay in abusive relationships because, um, they, I think the truth is so bad that they'd rather like believe that there's like, there's hope elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So as someone who had been in that position and seen my reaction, am I an asshole? Well, your reaction wasn't that bad. Like you just clicked out (laughs) and then thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Like that, like if you had said like, oh my God, like what a fucking loser, blah, blah, blah. Then I would have been like, oh my God, you're a dick. But you just clicked out. So I'm like, it wasn't that bad, but... No, okay. So I wouldn't say you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, there, there were people commenting on her story, and everyone's pretty much kind of um, reassuring her and stuff like that. Where I didn't want to reassure her, but I also didn't feel the need to like call her a loser and you know poke, yeah, kick the kick, kick a dead animal. Like if I had if I had seen that, I would have read it and be like, oh. That sucks. And I wouldn't comment and be like, I've been in your position. And, you know, I would just be like, oh, she'll get she'll get through this. <laughs> That's another thing, too. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, you're only 21, so you're not. You'll get through it's, this. It's, just funny. it's a funny story. You're not going to live. It's, it's one of those stories, because actually, so I feel like all my stories, like, you look back and you, you're just, like, I, I don't, I'm not like, you know what, I'm glad all those things happened to me. No, I really, I regret a lot of stuff. But you're just like, I'm not that person anymore. I've learned so much. Like I feel like, like when you were when you started to talk about this, it was like I felt like I had I was facing all these feelings that I had, um, I had left behind. Yeah. So, and then it made me realize how much of a person that I'm not. I'm not that person anymore. It makes me feel good. You know? Yeah. But it's a bit, I don't know, like after saying it, I feel a bit emotional. <laughs> also, I'm running on one hour of sleep, so. Like. And you're already emotional from moving and stuff as it yeah. is. Yeah, because um, it, yeah. Um, so you've told me the New Mexico guy story before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to tell it on the podcast since you mentioned it. But I do feel like, yeah, those things, like when you think about it now, years later, you've changed so much. You're kind of like, oh, it was kind of silly. But, no, uh, honestly, the New Mexico guy story, it wasn't silly. It was stupid. Like, oh, I could have died. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just a, th- a dumb... It's like something... You, you, when we were younger, we don't think about things. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I was like... Like, I, I would... If, so, if I felt like if I knew somebody who was in this position, I would tell them that story and be like, don't do it. Like, of, you you could die. Of course. Yeah. But the way you look back at it, it reminds me of, like, this Kimya Dawson, like, lyrics where she says pretty much, the shit you've been through is the reason that you're you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do. That's why I feel like as much as, like, I regret things, I feel like they still... Like, it's still part of my history. Um, to me, I feel like if you have all those, like, let's say you have a lot of bad things happen to you, but you don't really learn from it. It's not like it's your fault, like, oh, you should be learning, you know? It's Honestly, it's just you're probably in a really bad place and you don't know any better. But I feel like it's like once you do learn from these mistakes, I feel like it kind of, like, you be, 
it really like it's almost like a springboard where you become an even better version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Everything builds upon itself. Yeah. And yeah. So you know, I just wanted to read this story to just like it's a definitely an awkward situation. Yes. So I felt like it would have been per- it was perfect for the podcast. And you know what? Yeah. I I think it's not a little girl. I I think it's a guy. So you so you're so you're, you're with the girl the, the main the main protagonist with her. So I call it denial, but you think that her theory is correct. I don't know. I don't think it's the same Russian guy. Like it's some Russian. I think it's a crazy person who is like he he like it's just because I feel like unless you're some sort of prodigy middle schooler, like it's like, how can you like pretend to be a 26 year old man? Unless they were talking like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just like. And for me, I could I could see a person if they were if they're already like manipulating this other person, they and they're like, no, I just want to end it. I'm going to end it in a really dramatic way. I could see somebody being like like that. Um, I see. I I disagree. I think, I think you get middle schoolers grew up with the internet, where we kind of were in the AOL year. So like, they could type a lot faster. They could you know they I feel like they could they're exposed to a lot more. At a much younger age, and a messed up twenty-one-year-old wouldn't be has no idea what a twenty-six-year-old guy is supposed That's to be like. True. What a healthy, you know, twenty-six-year-old is supposed to be like. Yeah. So I feel like with those, it is it is factors because I feel like if it was just, uh, if if it was just someone playing with somebody, um, they would have just like you know. Just stop messaging her. Just cut her off. I ghosted her, right? Mm. Yeah. Wow. It was just a really dramatic story. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm like awake now. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll talk about my New Mexico story. Because I was like, oh, we can talk about it later. But I was like, I mean, we're on the subject. so. Um, go for it. Okay. So... When I was 22 or something, I I think I just, I'd broken up with my ex. I was feeling really sad and really lonely. So I decided to go, and when, at the time, and I used to be like this, when I would feel really sad, desperate, and lonely, I'd be like, oh, it's the perfect time to go on OkCupid. So I um, made my profile, and at the time, because I was sad, I, it was really self-deprecating and just awful. But it obviously attracted the attention of this equally self-deprecating guy from, um, so he's actually from like Colorado or something, but living in New Mexico. Albuquerque? No, uh, Las Cruces. Okay. So he started messaging me and we were just talking and it quickly got, um, to the point where, yeah, we were we were Skyping every night till like 6 a.m. So this was during my, I think this was right after I graduated because clearly like I <laughs> had a lot of time to do this. So, um. How many hours were you guys Skyping? Like six hours. My God. Yeah. And then we would, and then it got, so we, were, we would just talk about everything and then, and then it got sexual. And if, at some point it was like, he was like, oh, I, 
I'm coming to LA and I really want to see you. So let's say he was coming to LA in May. And so he told me like in April. So I was really excited. And so, um, cause he made, he made it seem like he was coming to see me, come to LA just to see me. But the more we talked and as it got closer to the, to the date, like more things were revealed where he was traveling with a girl who he had told me he had liked before and they were taking her parents' car. So I was like, okay. And see, these are, again, like when you were talking about that story, like how there were signs, like when you're really into somebody and this is, I don't, I don't call this love. I call it infatuation. Yeah. But when you're blindly infatuated with somebody, like these are obvious signs, like, okay, he's taking her parents' car. Perhaps they're together. You know what I mean? But I was like, he was like, oh, I hate her. Like, I'm just taking her car and blah, blah. And so I was like, I believed him. So I was like, okay, um, that's odd, but at least you have a car you can drive over. So first it was like, I'm gonna spend a whole week with you. Then it was like, oh, I'm supposed to be traveling with this girl. So, and she wants, she's never been to LA. And um, so it's gonna be like five days with you. And then it was four days, three days, two days. Finally, it was just, I'm gonna spend one day with you. Um, but I was very excited, I didn't care. So that night he came, he was like, I'm, I, I'm dropping the girl off with her family or whatever. So I have the night free. He was like, I can come pick you up at 10 PM. And I was like, okay. So So, at 10 PM. Yes. Yeah. And I remember I told my sister and she was like, cause I had to tell somebody. Yeah. You don't (laughs) want to be a dead body somewhere. Yeah. So I told her and she was like, okay, like, good luck. So he picks me up and I like, I was like, I want to think about the most romantic thing ever. So I was like, I want to go see the stars, take me to the mountains. I asked a complete stranger to drive me into the fucking mountains. And we, so we do, we go and we ended up sleeping in the car, like just sleeping there. And then the next day, um, he was like, oh, I have to, I have to go meet the, the girl or whatever. And I was like, no, I really want you to meet my friends. You know, like I really, cause I really thought like I would be with this person. So the next day I, I actually, um, we had, I had dim sum with him and like say Jean and stuff. And she was like, what the fuck? Um, so we had lunch together and then I convinced him to spend the rest of the day with me. So we went to, um, what is it? We went to Little Tokyo and then we went to uh, the museum there. I can't remember which one is it. And then- There's like some art museum around there yeah, or something. Yeah. And as the night wore on, I was like, I was like, I, I, I don't want to, I, I just want to be with you. And he was like, I want to be with you too, you know? And I was, he was like, I, he was like, why don't we get a hotel together? And I was like, okay. So we actually got, stayed at a hotel that was the hotel like right next to my house. (laughs) And I remember when I was there, like, it just felt really weird. I was just like standing there and then he was getting a room and I was just like, and I remember the people were looking at me and I was like, I wonder what they're thinking, you know? And then I was, it just, but I was like, it felt wrong. Like, I just remember thinking it felt wrong, but I was like, 
this like no like this is this is it you know this is going to be so romantic whatever so then we go to the hotel and then he starts crying he started saying he missed his ex and then i was just lying there like fuck <laughs> i was like what's going on like i think i was just so like just confused and then i was just like just drop me off at home the next morning so then i didn't even sleep i think i was just like just lying there just being like what the fuck so he drops me off at home and then and then i get a text message from him that he says this girl's gonna be the death of me and then i was like who are you talking to or who like was that for me and he was like oh oops i sent it to the wrong person and then rather than just be like i was really pissed but rather than but and when i when i was like what the fuck you know then suddenly he really wanted to see me he was like i like oh i want to come see you like i'm like i want to hang out with you and stuff so we ended up getting i ended up getting brunch with him and my mom my mom <laughs> Like, and then it was just so fucking where mom, like my mom was like, who is this person? And I, and during brunch, I was mad at him. And so it was just such like the weirdest, I don't know, situation. And then finally, like, he was like, oh, can we talk? And then we, so he, so he like drove me around. I don't, honestly, we just drove around, just made out in the car. That's all we did. And then I'm texting Sajin and being like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but haha, I'm just like, I just want to make out with him or something like that. And then she was like, you want to make out with a guy who just like texted that you would be like, you would be the death of him, you know? And when she sent that to me, I was just like, I just was like, fuck it. Like, it's all fucked up anyway. I'm just going to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then, anyway, so at that point he had to leave and I was fine with it. And then he, and I think I was just like, I think it finally hit me that this was all really fucked up and weird. So I think I called him and I was just like, like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to see you anymore. Like this was just weird. And then, and then he started pleading with me and he said he really wanted to work things out. And I was which confused me a lot because I was like, you're clearly staying with, you have like a girlfriend, <laughs> you're staying with her. And I, so, I, you know, and yeah, but after that, I like stopped talking to him. Um, I think once I like put my foot down and then like I woke up kind of thing, but it was just like this for me, I always think about, I always forget about this story, but then I remember it and think about how dumb it was. Like, I was just like, like, I mean, even though he, like, obviously initiated a lot of stuff, but I was just like, wow, like, I, like, I put myself in a really bad situation. And it, these are, like, stories you hear where, like, girls get murdered and stuff. And thankfully, luckily, nothing happened. But it's, yeah. like, like, I mean, it was a person I met off the internet, like, you know, and I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have turned out a lot worse. And, you know, I think that the, the whole thing seems like it was 
at the end of it, you kind of learn to like you know set a boundary. Like it seemed like he would like do something, he would see you and then leave and then be, I want to see you like really, really kind of frantic and manically. Yeah. And it seemed, it seemed like that last straw was like the clouds kind of finally cleared and you're like, no, this is like really fucking weird. Yeah. And then I think recently, like, I think it came across because I was clearing my messages on Facebook and then I had seen, he had messaged me and was just like, oh, how are you? And I was just like, I mean, I had never, I never replied to him and stuff, but I was just like, I don't know. It was just, it was such a, like, I think me at that time, it was just really weird. Like, like now I'm, cause I, like, so I haven't dated anybody for a long time and I would prefer this not dating anyone than like what I did before. Cause even though they're like interesting stories, like when I'm talking about it now, I'm not like. I don't think it's funny. I'm not remembering it like, oh, I was so silly or whatever, you know. I'm just like, I'm ashamed that it happened. And it's, they're just memories that I'm just like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm even though I just had said all these things about like, oh, we can use these as springboards to become better people. It's like, like, I'd rather have my life now where I'm happy with myself and single and not in some like dramatic bullshit than to be at the at that time just be so like um I was seriously depressed and I feel like to be involved in these types of things like I clearly had like really a lot of mental instability yeah so I'm just really glad I'm not at that place anymore yeah yeah well, I can't say anything funny to that. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I would pat you on the back if I was there with you. Yeah, it's just that's heavy shit. That's some heavy. Like yeah. after talking, about, I'm just like, wow. I feel it's it's like I I used to tell myself like, oh, I will tell these stories and laugh, but even telling it now, I'm like, how I feel angry. I feel really hurt, and. I feel, I don't know. I just, I don't feel good. How long ago did he send that message to you? The, when he tried to get back in touch? Oh, that was, I mean, it was probably when I was like 23 or something. So oh. it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like, while. yeah, it was a while ago. So, um, yeah, but Anybody listening, learn from, like, that was an experience I'm not proud of. Don't be like me. Just don't do it. <laughs> uh, I'm amazed that uh, you were able to talk to someone on, on Skype for, like, six hours every night. Where cause I can't even talk on the phone with someone I'm really into f- I mean, I've done it for two hours, but even then, I don't want to call them again. Because I'm like, fuck, I don't, I'm, t- I'm, like, wasting my whole day. You know, I've changed so much because now I've too would never do that. Like I can't think of anybody I would want to talk to for six hours straight. But even you like, and me, even you and me, it'd be like God. <laughs> we had, like yeah. this is why the podcast is only an hour. <laughs> yeah, and even they were but, like, all right, it's an hour. Yeah. But like the girl from the story, 
or not the story, the Reddit situation, like, like, you're so crazy. Like, I know how, like, that's why when you asked me, how do you, how do you feel about this story now? And I was just like, it's relatable because when you're that lonely and that sad and you feel so abandoned, like all you crave is attention and all you want is like somebody to make you feel good. Like somebody to make you feel like they care about you. And a lot of times it's like, um, you want that type of, you want like, it's not, your friends aren't enough. You know, you just want to fall in love. You want to meet that person or whatever. And yeah, and you just, and honestly, it's like, I was in such a bad place that I prioritized that, you know, like it was like nothing, like that was just on the forefront of my mind. Like when I was a lot younger, like my relationships with like guys and stuff, they were like, for me, my significant other relationships, I prioritized it over everything else and they weren't healthy and stuff like that. Like, but it's like, yeah, cause now, now that I'm like, feel so much better about myself. Like, yeah, I don't, I would, I don't need six, some guy's attention for six hours. You know what I mean? Like I'm fine now, but it's like when you're in that bad place, like pretty much almost rock bottom, like like, I would say for the girl, I mean, she, she sounds like she had, like, a shitty life, so maybe this isn't her rock bottom, but, I, I mean, she's in a bad place right now, so it's almost rock bottom. And, yeah, and I and I agree with what you said, where, like, depending on someone else to make you happy, like, that's giving a lot of power to somebody. A yeah. lot of, like, you know, like I, I used to be like that, too, where, like, you know, girls I would date or be really into... I would, you know, if if we were supposed to go out and they canceled, my whole day would be ruined. I would be really, or you know, if, yeah. they, don't, if they didn't reply mm-hmm. to a text, like if, you know, and I'd be checking every, like it's like every, like them, them, like their approval, like was um was what kept me happy. And if and if I didn't, and if they weren't around, I would be, you know, I would be miserable and depressed. And it took a lot of like, yeah, it, it took some like just like. I guess exercising and changing my mindset into, into being like, hey, if, you know, I got to make myself happy. I got to, the ball has to keep on rolling no matter what. Yeah. I think, because honestly, sometimes, like, when I get little crushes on people and stuff, like, I, like, I'm always afraid because, like I said, like, I used to be this, like, person where I was just drawn to, I think, toxic relationships so I think a lot of times I have a fear that I might slip back to being that person because it's like, you, you, like, I feel like I've been really secure right now, you know, but who, like, I'm, I'm honestly like every time I'm like, who knows, what if I just become that person again, you know? So like sometimes I'll have a crush on someone and if they don't like respond or whatever, then I get kind of sad and I'm like, and then I always, I always ask myself, like, am I going back I mean, I like, you know, like it's, am I slipping back? I don't know. Yeah. So that's actually, this is something I'm actually still really, I'm still working on where I like, if I like somebody, you know, I just want it to be healthy. You know, I just, I just want it to be mutual, not like, that's why I'm like, I fucking hate having crushes on people. Like, I think I'm, I think like over the past year or so, I kind of just swore like I'm done with crushes. Like, if I'm attracted to someone in my life, I'd be like, hey, 
let's do something. Let's go. And if she's into it, awesome. If she's not, then I can move along. I can move on quickly. I mean, and even then it's like, awesome. I don't have to waste my time. Bye. I think I want to, you know what? Yeah. I want to do that. I think I'm ready for that. I don't want to have crushes on people anymore. Yeah, fuck you, crushes. Fuck that's yeah, exactly. Fuck it. That's, yeah, because because it's because crushes are just this state of not do, of of having these feelings of these feelings, hoping something will happen without making anything happen yourself. You know. If, yeah. So, so I say like, as soon as you think someone's attractive, you know, I you know I want to go for it immediately. And and if the faster you go for it, the less pressure there is, anyways. You know. Yeah. And if and either way. It's awesome because either way, they're into you. You could go out, see what happens. Great. If they're not into you, awesome. You could just move. You can immediately move on. Yeah. And there is no, and there is nothing. There's no power given to them unwillingly. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm making a declaration right now. I'm not. I'm saying no to crushes. Late, late 2016 declaration. Yes. No more crushes. No more crushes. We're crushing the crushes. We're crushing the crushes. Yeah. And and, and honestly, living that way is honestly being a more honest person. Because crushes are kind of not telling that person how you feel. It's hard Mm -hmm. reading these feelings. It's not being truthful. And if you just if you just say fuck crushes and just immediately, you know, say what you feel immediately, you're being an honest person and a more authentic person. Which is making also, you a better person. Also, I, I think there's there's a level of immaturity when it comes to crushes. Like, because really, when you think about crushes, you think about um, like a sixth grader. That's what you used to do, right? When you yeah. were shy, didn't know how to deal with your feelings. And I feel like actually, I when I have crushes on people, I feel crippled because I feel like, why do I feel like I'm 12 years old again? This really sucks. And I think when you basically when you own up to your feelings like you face it then i think that's like a like a mature thing to do you know yeah yeah no totally totally like yeah it's just it's mature and it's a part of growing up Mm -hmm. and it feels pretty good reaching that level yeah now my, my last bad crush was probably in march you know, it's, it's the first time that uh, a coffee shop girl didn't like me. Uh, <laughs> wow. I know. After all these stories, right? Shocking. I know. Uh-huh. I, I once liked, I liked her and I was getting their coffee. I was going to getting their coffee like every day or every other day, you know, and just talking to her, chit-chatting. And, and you know, at some point I asked her out. She turned me down in a nice way by saying, oh, let me get back to you. And she didn't get back to me. Mm. And so at that point, I got really depressed for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I, but then I, the fog was clear. I was like, why? I, I really know, I know this person. I only talked to her, you know, in the morning before I go to this coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I know she doesn't want to go out with me, it's like I can stop having their shitty, mediocre coffee. Yeah. I could, you know, I could go to the better coffee place. <laughs> And, you know, there is a sense of freedom now. And it's like, all right, well, she's not into me. That's cool. I'm not her type. It's nothing personal against me. Because, you yeah, know, and, 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 and yeah, yeah, taking it and not making it personal is also a very important thing. Yeah, I think that's actually the, I think that's like kind of the, the, the key to it, right? Because um, 
it's kind of how I'm, I'm starting to realize the whole thing with the visa rejection where I was like, you know what? Before I was like, there's something wrong with me. I'm, I'm defected. That's why Switzerland doesn't want me, you know? But I was like, you know what? I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just on their system or whatever. It's just not working out. But it doesn't mean I'm less valid of, of a person, you know? It doesn't mean my qualifications are lower or whatever. And I think, in ter- so it's like in terms of someone not liking you, it doesn't make you mean you're less of a person or you suck. It's just you don't meet their qualifications, whatever that may be, but it doesn't change who you are as yourself. It, it doesn't devalue yourself in any way. Totally. You know, you know, a security guard told me the exact same thing last year. A security guard? Yeah, I was at it was like a job interview. Mm-hmm. And I was like waiting and there's a security guard like outside. He, he wasn't letting people in. I get into like the, I guess, interview, like the people who were in for the interviews. And it was like, yeah, he's like, hey, if you don't get this job, don't take it personal. It's not personal against you. It just means that you weren't right for this job, but it doesn't mean you're not right. Oh, my God. And I was like, wow. Like That's I, like really like words of wisdom. Yeah. 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 It was totally words of wisdom. And um. I mean, obviously, I didn't get that job, um, but, you know, I didn't end up dying or and I found, and I found something that better matched me with people yeah. that are working with people that I like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, I, you know, I always say, like, whatever doesn't go your way or whatever, it's, it's one step closer to the right. It's one step closer to the right thing in your path. That's true. Yeah. Agreed. Um. Yeah, so we're almost to an hour now. This, yeah. this, this is very serious podcast. This was a serious podcast. <laughs> like, actually, it wasn't until you said the security guard thing that I felt better because I was feeling pretty down. I was like, oh, my God, this is really heavy. I wasn't prepared for these emotions. Um, but you know what? It's good to have a serious talk sometimes. That's interesting you said that because I brought up the security thing because what you said right before that was really inspirational how you oh. about, about your visa thing and that made me feel good. So I wanted to add to that and, and build to what you said. Yes. Let's talk about let's talk about feel good things now, like good things. But anyways, I have to go. So we can't really talk about it. But um, <laughs> um let's do a Michael's Musings real quick and then we'll okay. sign off. Michael's Musings, where we go over Michael's po- Facebook postings about his life. August 27th at 5.02 p.m. I'm in this cafe trying to work, trying to concentrate, and this deaf couple are just signing all over the place. Just a bit too rapidly. Someone should tell them to slow down. Would it be inappropriate if I told them to sign a little slower? Maybe I could write it on a napkin and slide it onto their table. How does one shush the deaf? (laughs) I don't know. So inconsiderate. That was actually a very, like, tame Michael's Musings for... Yeah. <laughs> just some personal thoughts. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. This has been Mutually Awkward Podcast. Bye. Keep it awkward. Oh, on the great white sand. Taylor vibes and skin. This is everything. When I was young. Watching more white bands.
big fan I'm in love again 